Enter New R Presents. Happy Hour at the Old Timer Tavern, episode 42, The Matt Mercer Effect. This episode was recorded live at twitch.tv slash lanternnoir. Good afternoon and welcome to the Old Timer Tavern. Uh, my name is Rob, a.k.a. Lantern Noir. I am one of two hosts, and joining me, as is typically the week, is... Graybeard to Graybeard Tavern. We usually leave a few more moments before we uh, we push the live button, but we felt it necessary to get out here ASAP, uh, because obviously the crowd demanded it. Um, as a uh, massive thank you to Enceladosaurus, uh, who is a, a bit of a player at my table. We've got uh, a date coming up soon. Um has brought just an amazing collection of people over here. So thank you for, for coming on in. Um, stream descended. I'll be back tomorrow. You know, you keep doing what you're doing. If you are not, for the, the two of you who, who were here before Jesse got here, um, you have got to give her a follow. She is an amazing human being. Um, not just an amazing gamer, but an amazing uh, human being. Uh, I had her speak to some students of mine once, and pretty much they were floored at all the things you can do in your life before you're 40. So I will never miss a chance to sing the praises of this individual. Um, so there's that. So welcome to everybody who came in. If you're listening on the podcast, bear with me just a second here as I scroll back up and I thank Tacticus and JC and Guppy and Ear, of course, always present. And thank you so much for the bits, Ear. It's great to have you here at this incredibly late hour. Um, and the coward, don't you don't have to be a coward at the table. That is why we have Liquid Courage. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Evie, yep, got that right, Evie. Um, and Merlinamie and Zachary Polymorph, thank you for coming by. Orange Boy, welcome aboard. We're glad to have you at the table. And I got everybody caught up. And this stuff, this, I okay. So I'm very short. Don't drink a backup and a backup plan. Coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, quick, is that chocolate milk? <laughs> is that chocolate milk? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, I used to do moth story hours before everything went into like you can't go out in public. And they mm. were always at places with a liquor license. And I always said, I need a Whiskey Rocks. And she's like, okay. Then she starts rattling off brands. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, no. I just need Liquid Courage in a glass with ice. <laughs> Top shelf. Now. That's it. This. <laughs> I just That's all I need. She's like, okay, but do you? I'm like, no, 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 no. I need Liquid Courage in a glass with ice. This is... Uh, trademark patented uh tavern tap water drawn from the well out back that's uh that's that's what i have it, it may have some kalua and baileys and a little bourbon in there but uh you know it's the sludge from we get in the well so um <laughs> it, it is what it is and by the way before we get into things proper one last bit of twitch housekeeping uh bright orange zach and admiral thank you for the follows and becoming part of our little community here um doing dry january uh if you live in the united states you crazy for that (laughs) we actually had our principal uh at our staff meeting as he rattled off the end of meeting issues he's like well we got through this we got through this and whoever came up with dry january can go to hell (laughs) so that is what that is um 
But oh. so when we're here, or when you did not need to resubscribe, thank you for that. We appreciate it, and we're so glad you hung out with us today. Um, thanks for coming in as we talk D and D. Here at the Happy Hour of the Old Timer Tavern, which is interesting because someone just tweeted out earlier this week that they were disappointed by how many podcasts and streams there were featuring just straight white men sitting around talking. Mm. And mm. so here at the Old Timer Tavern, uh, you will notice there are two straight white men talking. <laughs> um, but we like to think that we like to model what happens as you as you grow gracefully old into gaming and mm. can look back on the generation and go, well, here are a couple things we learned and model good behavior for the other old farts who still think D&D is a boys game. Mm-hmm. So that's that's usually where we try to go. Um, as a, a kind of an update, how has your week been? Let's talk about our week in gaming before we get into our topic of the week. Oh, well, you know, I was uh, kicking back on Sunday and I did my morning stream uh, 10 to 12 uh, of Wildermyth. Uh, on my channel, Greybeard's Tavern, and then uh, and then I play with uh, an amazing group that doesn't stream the game, but Call of Cthulhu from noon to like three, and then <laughs> somebody called me up as an alternative to play Sunday night seven to ten on on his channel. So uh, yeah, I played a lot on. <laughs> <laughs> on Sunday, Saturday night, I run my game with, uh, I affectionately call them grognards. They are not actual grognards, but they are, uh, they are dear to my heart and they're uh, old, old farts like me. And, uh, so that was my Saturday night game. And now I'm back raring to go here to, uh, expound about some D and D. Yeah, that's, Sounds like a week. Um, we had mm. our convergence game last week, which mm-hmm. has been clipping along. They finally got to meet the NPC that one of the Kickstarter backers designed. Oh, so they oh, finally neat. got to the big reveal. They've gotten into a movie theater in the back of a shopping mall that a bunch of Knolls have moved into and have laid claim to. <laughs> um, which is, we've been a lot of fun getting them to that point. In right. a way that um, has been really challenging to get um, for me to learn the table because it's a table that I'm not used to with right. some of the best players. Uh, well, and then, two, you've got a different thing going on because you've got all this real world stuff with all this D&D goodness and and it mashed together. It's got to be something you got to keep a, keep an eye on, keep track of. And I imagine that you know, puts an extra spin on things. Not only that, but you're running the show and trying to produce whilst DMing. Oh man, too much. Which the, the upside to it, and I'm going to, I'm just going to sing the praises of my players in both my groups a little bit longer mm-hmm. is that they are great players that we mm-hmm. can have like legit, I think very entertaining evenings of just role playing, uh, which is a lot of the fun where we can just sit down. We can, I can throw a topic out there. The characters all have stuff they want to get through and discuss. And it's, it's a legitimately good time. Um, in fact, we've had like two sessions now mm. of the convergence with no combat. Oh, where it's see? just been role play. And I know the week before the last one we had for dragon heist yeah. was all role play and investigation. Yeah. Well, and you know, the, you know, the, uh, uh the, 
the tweet I was just talking about before we jumped on about gatekeeping, yeah, it 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 you it fits into that so perfectly because the individual who was griping was saying they just want to play they just want to play tea party and dress up they don't want to slay dragons anymore and I'm like you are missing the freaking point play <laughs> play first person shooters Vermintide or something go go you know go blast stuff and 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 uh, if that's CM? your I'm going to push back. I'm going to say, no, if he wants to, or she wants to get together and put a dragon mini on the board and Mm -hmm. put minis around it and roll dice using D&D rules and everyone at that table is having fun. I I was not complaining. I was just saying that that's where, you know, (laughs) if if that's where it takes you or if that's what you want to do, go for it. Don't. Don't uh, what, what you're saying. Don't yuck my yums. We do you know? not yuck yums. That's there are, th- there are things we've taught our children. We do yeah. not yuck other people's yums. Mm-hmm. You can't force anyone to play with you. Mm-hmm. And if you're playing make believe, mm-hmm. have a way to communicate. You're done making believe. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, we won't discuss how I came to and understand that those were important rules to have for the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, Although, words to live by. Yeah, I, I will say it's something I really do think should be in our health curriculum because mm. I there's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, and then oh, that was un- okay. I thought that was nope. It was. Um, and Silasaurus mentioned in chat the RP parts of our game. I'm just gonna put this out there. the The woman who wrote the music I use for like a lot of our theme music just is putting out a single now called Magic, mm. and it's Our Love Is Like Magic. And mm. I have to figure out where to find someone that she can hire as an animator to make the music <laughs> video with Ember <laughs> and um, Mir as the yeah. main characters dancing about to that song. I that's know, awesome. I don't know how that's going to how that works, because my understanding is like animation is like a thousand dollars a second. Yeah, but... I was going to say, t- talk to uh, <laughs> talk to talk to Indoor. He had. He had uh, the opening credits for Four Keeps done. I, I, I talked to um, Danae Keener of DanaeKeener.com, the <laughs> mm. artist who did our logo down below right there. Um, yeah. Her name is Danae Keener. She, you can find her at DanaeKeener.com um, about that very topic. And Danae Keener of DanaeKeener.com mentioned it was like a two-year project to oh. get that put together. And it went through like 15 artists. Wow! Wow! I see. I didn't. I didn't even know that like, part. That's oh, amazing. Well, so when you, when you say ballpark for a sixty-second intro animation, you're yeah. like, it's insanely crazy. And she said, "Yes." I said, mm. "Okay, sweet." Um, dice. Okay, uh, Admiral, you are going to have to check back with us in two weeks mm. because I think we are going to officially pin that to our topics for coming games or for oh. coming happy hours. I would love a chance to go through dice versus no dice mm. um I've, i'm not overly familiar with amber i've never played in a game of it and mm. um unstable do- uh, unstable deuce welcome to the family we're glad to have you here um but i'm familiar with it and i've had nights where we've never touched dice yeah. so that would be a really interesting conversation to have and get into uh, um as we go and then back to the week at recap you were here with the Dragon Heist game, which was I know. God, so much fun. <laughs> and 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 massive props to the the fifth player at the table, Polymorph, who's in chat right now, who right. was the master <laughs> of the puns. It was. It was really good. It was it was just it was just it was nonstop. It was hijinks, it was hilarity. 
it was one of those nights where I'm so glad I stream my games because it's fun <laughs> to have so many people at the table. Right. That it was, it's just, it's a good time. Yeah. And it was, I think it was good because I think we were all able to, to keep an eye on chat pretty well. Um, and, and so it, it, it was a group group think and group effort. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, peeps did uh, really well. It was the first time I had played with any of them really. So, um, you know, it was, uh, it was good. And like I said at the end, uh, you know, it's a good game when nobody wants to sign off the Zoom call. Everybody's just kind of hanging out and hanging out. And <laughs> it, was, it was, well, I drove off while you and, and Malik were still hanging out in the parking lot. Yep, exactly. Which I've, I've exactly. seen happen at other game, other game get togethers. Yep. yep. Um, so. And then the only other thing I want to add on to the week recap is that I did my first pub night Saturday night this this past week. Oh. And it's still in my VOD for here on Twitch. Um, I act, Nothing caught fire. <laughs> I did an hour and 45 minutes solo set yeah. um, playing Irish drinking tunes. And I got through the night. Wow. And I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of like I've been bit. I might I might have to do a few more of those. Uh, I don't know when and where given life. Yeah. But um it was fun. So, well hopefully I'll do that again. Yep, that's uh not anywhere near my wheelhouse. Nope. <laughs> Could not it would be yeah, it would uh maybe uh yeah, there's no way. There's no way. I do not have the pipes for it. Well, you'd be surprised um, so. what you can do with a little bit of liquid courage. <laughs> mm. I forgot to throw ice in mine, and so it's currently still too hot to even touch. I'm like, oh, so. Don't. Don't. Exactly. So the, the, the topic of the week, which makes sense, too, that we are on um, episode 42. So this is where we, we provide you the answer to the ultimate question of the universe. Um, is the Matt Mercer effect. And it's, I think it's interesting because this has like, there are two layers to this. There's the layer that you feel at a traditional game table. And then there's the layer of it you feel as a streamer or as a participant in a streamed game. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to tackle some definition of terms? So, uh, the Matt, uh, so the Matt Mercer effect generally is is known as the, you know, people think that that's what that's what D and D is. Critical Role has set a bar that that people, you know, when they start playing D and D, that's what they shoot for, and and it can be it can be really, you know, off putting or people can feel like they're doing it wrong. Or, or such, and really, there is no wrong way to do D and D. Well, okay, there are some wrong ways to do D and D, but it, <laughs> but generally speaking, if everyone has a good time, everyone's entertained, and they come back next week, you're doing it right. And I think, and that kind of gets into that that expectations. I've I've mm -hmm. often told my students. Um, <laughs> Zay Craze like nailed it. I'm glad I did D and D before seeing other people doing it. Mm. Yeah, I think that's. I think if if younger me had seen Critical Role on TV, I don't know if younger me would have been so anxious to get into doing it. 
And that just gets to that idea of, or as I um, often tell students, most conflict in relationships comes from misaligned expectations. You and your dad fight so much because he expects this, that, and the other thing, and you don't do those things. So either you need to start doing them or he has to change his expectations. And that's where the conflict comes from. You, you expected to be able to Snapchat with other girls. Your mm. girlfriend expected you to stop Snapchatting with other girls. <laughs> there is going to be conflict. And, and so I feel like with, with Dungeons & Dragons games, with there being this, this phenomenon, people are expecting, come to a D&D. You say, oh, we're going to play D&D. They say, oh, that's like Critical Role. And you go, um, well, yes. <laughs> and I, I get really edgy because I've had students say, oh, I think I've seen that. That's that Critical Role thing. And I go, Sort of. Um, because you get that expectation that you're going to be at those particular levels. Yeah. And and that's where, you, you, you know, you've got to realize those are all professional, you know, voice actors who know each other, who'd been playing for years together before they started a show. You know, so it's... You know, I'm sure Matt had, you know, a decade or more under his belt as a DM before they ever filmed an episode, you know? Um, so, yeah. Critical Role is D&D, but not all D&D is Critical Role. <laughs> well, and, and that gets into things, too, where um, when it comes to finding people that want it, when you're looking for players or mm -hmm. you're inviting family to become involved or some friends... Um, you bump into that. Well, I could never do that. Mm -hmm. That idea that I, I can't do D and D. D and D is too hard. Um, I can't do. Oh, I would do D and like the one I've heard a lot. I would do D. I, I I don't think I could do the voices, so I shouldn't. And, I don't and, have any of the costumes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, you don't need a costume. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're... Nope, don't finish that thought. Yep, yep. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, there was something in there about birthday suits, and I thought I should stop myself. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah probably, probably. Sweet, we we got it? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. good. We're good, we're good. Well, if everybody else got it, that's up to you, but as long as we got the joke, we're moving on. Um, <clears throat> watching it play professionally helped the rules and mechanics click. Okay, as long as they actually... Um, they actually get the rules right. Mm. One of the one of the funny things, one second here, um, is with Will Wheaton's tabletop. Mm -hmm. There are like whole Reddit threads of all the rules he gets wrong, <laughs> to the point where you know you should never watch an episode of Tabletop to learn how to play the game. You watch <laughs> Tabletop <laughs> to watch people have fun playing a game, but there was. There was even one episode of Tabletop where they did Fortune and Glory. Mm. And he opens with a video that says, what you're about to see is not the game Fortune and Glory. Mm. It is a game we chose to play based loosely on Fortune and Glory, uh. which we thought was Fortune and Glory 
at the time. <laughs> it turns okay. out we made so many mistakes with the rules that we can't solve them in post-production. Mm. I'm like, props to him for being out in front of that Reddit thread. Right, right. The, <laughs> the nerd, nerd, nerd rage. Um, so... Yeah, we watch uh, we we watch uh, tabletop to have uh, Felicia Day say things like tentacle party. You know, that's that's what it's about. Um, uh oh, what do we got? Oh, just the um, the people who want to make characters that aren't fun to interact with. That's a whole hmm. different level of challenge to talk about. Um, and we've, right, right. we've touched on it previously with some other episodes. Um, of ways to kind of help mitigate that or help address yeah. it early in the game. Um, the voice is part of my, okay, part of the genesis for me for wanting to kick this around with you today. Mm -hmm. So last week's Convergence had the NPCs finally meeting a major character. Or sorry, mm -hmm. the PCs meeting a, a major NPC. And it was not an NPC I had developed deeply early. Like she's kind of been, I've been working on. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have a voice for her. <clears throat> mm. And and I've tried, as, as I've done more streaming games, to work on different accents. And I remember when I first introduced Arabelle into my Curse of Strahd game, I did such a bad Vistani accent yeah. that, that they couldn't tell what I would... Like, I literally got asked, chat was, chat was harassing me. Mm. My chat I, was giving me a hard time. I remember you being like befuddled the next talk show we had yeah, was about like, it was you were like oh french was i german was she mm -hmm. romanian and, and like i dedicated like a week to practicing a mm -hmm. vistani roma accent mm -hmm. um and so I, I thought like i was making some good progress in that front uh, yeah but when i was prepping for this game i was like crap i don't know what voice to give this woman you know, she's right. kind of an important NPC. I, I want it to be very clear when I'm describing the action as as Rob or Lantern or um, that they know it's the DM talking versus yeah. her speech. Mm. But what voice do I give her? Right. And then it was like, well, do I have to give her a voice? Do I have to have an accent for her? I mean, Handsome Dan has an accent because polymorph. <laughs> um <laughs> I usually kind of like inflect up and down mm -hmm. just to kind of make it clear when I'm one versus the other, but I, I'm not, I'm not a big, I'm not a voice actor. I kind of, I got a couple I can go to. And as long as I don't right. use it too often in a campaign, I can get away with it. <laughs> but they got me thinking though, like to what extent do I need to do that at the table yeah. to maintain that, immersion and engagement for players and or as a streamer chat and right. my viewers yeah so a tool for me is i have a i have a long commute and so in my long commute you know i work i work on voices and whatnot the hard part for me is that i can only do a voice if i'm in the head space so like if someone were to suddenly say to me you know do cronk I'd be like, uh, uh, hold on, 
I got to get in Kronk's head and then it then be like Kronk Gorblast, you know, and you, you know, you can, you can emote it once you, once, once you're in the head. But, uh, before that, whoa. now that yeah, is the so. sort of thing that I, I find <laughs> if I have a need to be speaking in a particular way, <laughs> I can, how you say, find it quickly. Right. Right. Yeah, that's a uh, that's one of the things that's so good about my Wilder Myth stream is well, the the text is bad for my dyslexia, but having all these characters interact and wanting to give them each you know a different voice or different intonation and stuff that's it's really good for practicing for that kind of thing. So, those of you budding uh, GMs out there, feel free to to play a game with a lot of dialogue and try to, if nothing else, not even do it out loud, but in your head, try to give them different intonation and different uh, um, different voices. Yeah, so. and I didn't shout you out when everyone came in. If you haven't, take a moment right now, click on Greybeard Tavern, and get, throw him a follow. Sunday mornings are the best place to hang out on mm. his stream when he's doing this stuff. He is a great, great dude, and you'll have a lot of fun as you drink your coffee. And, and I have and all my toys. Oh, yes. Mm. Yes. He's like a prop comic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so uh so there's there's one thing that that's from the mercer effect and also too one of the things that that has also uh, a mercer effect is a lot of the terminology and words and and ways people communicate about role play games are coming from the critical role experience so like the rule of cool almost everyone thinks that's a matt mercer thing that, that that wasn't around before before Matt Mercer. Uh, I, I have it, some, some you know, lawyers want to talk to him about that. Right, right. Well, and he doesn't claim it either, <laughs> but it's one of those things that, you know, people, that's where a lot of their standard comes from. And and hence, that's what they think, uh, you know, they, they're like, ooh, how cutting edge. <laughs> Although, again, to be so. fair to the, to be fair to Critical Role at, at all, for a mm -hmm. lot of gamers, we, we talked about this kind of at the top end where we sort of like um, hit on the the gatekeeping that can happen with gaming. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people came into D&D &D with the idea of if it's not in the rules, you can't do it. And if the mm -hmm. rules exist for it, you have to follow the rules. Right. So the idea of, um, you know, can you how, how fast can the monk get to the top of the mausoleum well there are climbing rules and jumping rules and how high is it and what's her con what's her strength mm. what's her dex if she makes an acro acrobatics check she can do it's like and i went uh yeah that's your move action <laughs> why because really cool you're there like totally the monk does like this running leapy thingy and bounces off a little crenellations and now she's face to face with the white um why because i wanted her to fight the white and i didn't want to spend 45 minutes going through the rule book to figure out how to get her up there with it right um but and that's the kind of thing where for some people it wasn't until they kept hearing from people so oh, i know dnd &D. i watched critical role and i watched all these other games and i'm like okay let's do this um yeah. they're like oh you got that from there I'm like well no 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 mm. it's a thing that i've done at my table for a while partially because i get Board looking up rules. <laughs> I ain't got time for that. Yeah, the uh, uh, 
playing over on uh, Indoor Adventures um, was really big because he he is theater of the mind mm-hmm. in a big way. And, and I can remember over the decades, you know, there were times where we'd play with miniatures and then we would try to not play with miniatures and like how do how do we ever do the opposite and every time we switched we would switch back and and be like all out of sorts because we're like how do you play without miniatures you know uh so it's uh it's uh, read the table (laughs) you know uh i have had great games and great streams um I was on Solution Gaming for a while, and he was really about uh, roll twenty and maps with lighting and li- some, you know line of sight. And that group was very much you know hex. Here's I'm moving my boxes, and oh, what can I see? And step around the corner, and suddenly there's a giant spider that we couldn't see because he had done all the mapping and everything, all cool and and stuff. Um, Again, he's a great example of someone who doesn't do voices, not at all, but you understand because he'll say things like she says to you in her very Vastani accent, you know, hit blah, 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 whatever the line is. And, and, and then it leaves it to your mind to come up with, you know, my, my Vastani accent sounds like uh, Boris and Natasha from Bullwinkle, you know, um, <laughs> you just. <laughs> leaves it to your head kind of uh lovecraftian you know never show the monster just always in the shadows always out there so your own you know your own mind comes up with what the what the scary parts are well and that gets just to just to tangent that briefly i wish there were better easier to use tools because i do feel like um both the tabletop gamer in me and the streamer in me the the, the two dms mm-hmm. that are sitting here um, would like more easy to use tools to create those cool moments. Yeah. Um, I thought Tailspire was going to be it, mm-hmm. which is the digital version of uh, Dunge- uh, Dwarf Forge miniatures. Yeah. Where you drop all the pieces in. It's like, oh, look, here's a room that they're going to wander through. Yep. Um, and it doesn't quite, you can't really limit player view that way. Right. It's very clunky on that. At least it was last time I was I was in it and playing with it. But those are the kinds of things that are really neat to add that it feels like there is that expectation that you're doing something mm-hmm. to support that. I had somebody come by. I usually just use Jamboard. Right. And then I just draw on it. And I actually yep. had someone pop in and we're, we're setting up a combat. I, the, all they said in chat was, nice map, dude. And then they left, I presume, because they didn't say another <laughs> word. And, I'm, and it, it, it was weird, though, how hard it hit me. Yeah. Because oh, um, I've always it. taken a little pride in, like, being old school. Like, we're breaking yeah. out graph paper, and right. we're drawing a 40 yeah. by 40 room. There's a door <laughs> 10, feet, 10 feet down here and 5 feet over there. And, and the hallway extends. It's like, it was, it's like, I kind of, like, like my old school feel. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, but there's that expectation, right? That you're doing certain things at a slightly higher level, um, which is, can be kind of like, yeah, I, I agree, Arwen. It was a little on the rude side, but then it's like, well, on the other hand, it did make me right. kind of stop and go, okay, what can I do within my realm of control to kick it up a notch? Right. Yeah, it's it's really strange because again, where 
<laughs> where as as your dms because you only got so many hours in a week before a session or multiple sessions or only so much alcohol in the house yeah and what I, here's a great example i know that uh my saturday night game is going to be in this valley for a few weeks and a few sessions right and so i made a map for it because it's going to be important and i spent four hours on it and then forgot to say hit the save button and vamo at four hours of work we're gone gone and i i love I, you dude but that's a little on you you know right Yes, because there's a big yellow disc button down in the thing, like <laughs> save, save your work, Greybeard, and I, I totally didn't do it. So then, Jesus in saves, the morning, so should you. Exactly, exactly. So, I had to redo the map because then I was on crunch time because now it's Saturday and we're gonna play at five o'clock. You know, so yeah, tough. If you expect Dwarven Forge every session, you're delusional. On the other hand, I may or may not have binged, bought back mm. at Christmas 2020. Yeah. Um, enough Dwarven Forge knockoffs <laughs> so that I can kind of create any dungeon room at my dining room table. Right. Nice. I can't do full dungeons, but I can definitely get the room the party is in mm -hmm. onto the table. Um they've gone untouched because our weekly game night never quite stuck. Uh, we right. got through the first session of dragon heist. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, Oh, that's the, with, that was the family. That's the family game. gaming. Yeah. Uh, um, I was taking photos of my table of minis and posting that works. That okay. works. Um, I will say one <laughs> of the things I really like that has come along and I recommend it to a ton of people is hero forge is one of those just, really great tools that I don't think meant to be the tool it became. Right. I think they probably make way more bank charging people a monthly fee for access to the save features and the coloring features and all the other fun things. Right. Whereas um, people really, I, I've never ordered a mini from them. I probably mm. never will. And I've bought a couple of 3D print maps. Right, um, but they were like for experimental purposes. Like, hey, can you print this file and be told, yeah, not really. Yeah, and God, okay. I, we we have uh, we we've bought miniatures on there. I even I even have Gronk in bronze. Um, Ooh. So, um, yeah, he's he's full metal. You know, the that was a gift from from my D and D gang over there at uh, Indoor Adventures. Very cool um so nice yeah um that's uh i did that character up for for your game uh sunday uh -huh. yeah on hero forge and like you know well that's one thing i, I tell people when, when we say we're going to play D D, if it's someone who's not played before and they don't come with a uh oh i'm going to play an elven rogue or i'm going to play with a um with such and such um i say here's here's a website go play on it and when yeah. you think you're done with your character send me a picture of it and then we <laughs> will figure out what you want to do in the game yeah and so that's actually how my daughter at the age of seven started playing her first character at seven yeah. was a tiefling warlock <laughs> 
because that's what she made in Hero Forge. Bloop, 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 puts the pieces, parts together, and you go, yeah, we got gotcha. like, you. Well, she's definitely a spellcaster, and she's definitely a tiefling. And um, we take a look around at, like, okay, well, let's see. What, 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 what she picked, which magics did she pick? Hmm. She didn't pick any books or anything, so I don't think she's a wizard. It was like, it was really a fun way of approaching it. Um, and by the way, that is definitely an ex boyfriend. I'm just going to put that on there. That you, you could have capitalized, like, double caps the EX there and, and accidentally. It sounds like someone was just jealous. Just saying. That's really cool. Oh. Okay. Total tangent. If you have not played it, you are mm. free to go. You are excused. Mm. Go download Unpacking. <laughs> Come back in five hours. Make sure you had some Kleenex handy. Go check that game out. Come back here. I won't say much more other than miniatures and boyfriends. Mm. Mm. I'm just going to put those those back. Um, yeah, they looked really cool. It nice. was, wait. Yes, I have seen that, and I've shared that out there. And it was really, there's a lot of fun stuff with that website that you can use to ease people into gaming. Um, I think when we, when we think about the expectations, one of the things that I try to do is yeah. I'm just very upfront with players at the beginning. Like, right. I will try to do voices and accents mm -hmm. for um, major NPCs. I do a lot of theater of the mind. I hand draw a lot of maps. Um, most of my time comes in writing mm. and planning uh, the story arcs way more than it is designing interesting exploration maps. Right. Yeah. So but I've been no, I've been known to kind of uh, do some funky stuff with like, oh look, I need a map, battle map, castle <laughs> dungeon picture minus pinterest yeah Ooh, there we go um that'll work yeah so the uh you know i always talk about owl bear rodeo so good mm. i had you know i picked out a bunch of stuff and dr gear uh i think he's in chat uh he i said i need these maps and he went and he was able to like blah 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 throw a bunch of maps at me and you know so that's that's it, it's so so prevalent now that there's tons of stuff out there to, to to just grab a map if you need it now again sometimes you gotta worry about copyright and all that so there's a, a, a it's different if you're streaming but if you're just playing a home game or with your buds online uh fair game <laughs> mm -hmm. well and even hero forge i at first i didn't want to get involved because i was afraid of what would happen but Hero mm. Forge does have a thing you're supposed to fill out if you're a streamer. Um, I did, and they've never contacted me <laughs> with anything. Um, I think right, they just right. want to have a database somewhere mm. so that if they ever get a subpoena or some kind of copyright <laughs> thing, they can say, well, we did hear from them, and they said, blah. Um, or if they get, they, you know. The they, Hero Forge police show up. You know, well, give me all I, your minis. <laughs> I, I'm, I am always a little bit nervous about the cease and desist orders that could could appear at random times. Right. Um, but uh, those are the kinds of things that you, when you create content, you have to be mindful of. You have to watch out for. Yeah. Um, I also think, too, that for me, the 
having even watched this lots of other streamers it can be very hard stressful to, to try a new accent on, mm. on live because it's yeah. like I've, I've practiced i think it sounds good can i get away with it right all right <laughs> because it's it is becoming like a bit of an expectation mm. um and it's com- streaming D is competitive yeah there's only so many people willing to to, to hang out and uh, there's a lot of a lot of ways <laughs> to get them to the table ton of product out there mm-hmm. um what was the what was the other divergent part of the the matt mercer effect we handled the like level of expectations was there another piece to it i just don't want to i don't want to get at that crunch time and have missed out on some of it are we are we are we i feel we... like expectations the biggest thing the the mm, other okay. thing that kind of goes with it and we've got we talked chat and us have chat and we have kind of kicked right around is that mm. that it's also helped normalize D and D. Oh yeah. Um, I think usually when people talk about the Matt Mercer effect, they mean it in that negative, high expectation. But mm. there's the other side of critical role and its success. Right. Is it? It's. I mean, you've talked about it before too. Mm-hmm. How much? How much were those tickets? To uh, to watch Critical Role at Gen Con live, two hundred and thirty-seven dollars a seat. Like I said, Rolling Stones tour ticket ticket okay. prices. So just know. just out of curiosity, Mm-mm. Rolling Stone ticket <laughs> prices. Just tickets can be found as low as 131, with an average <gasps> ticket price of 373. Oh, all right, all right. Phew. Okay, so not quite Rolling Stones mm-hmm, level. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to put them up against the greatest musician of the 80s. I see, I see. Um, you can get tickets for Bon Jovi this summer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Milwaukee. Uh, come on. Now I have to I have to check um, availability. It's checking availability. It's still checking availability. <laughs> How many tickets do I want? I want three. All right. All okay. Right. So, okay. You said it was 270 for Critical 237. Role. 237. 237. For critical Role. A couple years ago. Uh, for a ticket uh, for Bon Jovi mm. um, is going to put you in the nah, not great seats. Main floor is, holy cow, main floor is 600 bucks. Oh, again. Oh, it's hard. Okay. I, my fandom is slightly validated by this. <laughs> yeah. So, so the average seat maybe, but that I feel I feel strangely validated. Yeah, uh, Arwen. Yes, indeed, it was Malik, it was Malik on Malik. Sunday who said, "I'll DM like Matt Mercer when you play like Liam O'Brien." <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely a trick there. Oh, speaking of gamers. Hmm. Hey, Lobet. Do you need something real quick? Go have a snack. Have some crackers. Mm. Don't eat too much. We have dinner later, okay? Do we have onion dip? We might. You should check the fridge. I want want onion dip. (laughs) (sighs) But, um, but yeah, it has normalized a lot of that talk. And I guess, to be fair, the effect of Critical Role is that it is something between Critical Role and Stranger Things, mm. it is easier to pitch people on D&D than it was 10 years ago. Yeah. I still yeah. remember, I 
I uh, yeah. Now we all want onion dip. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's what she does well. Um, I was working. I had just started at the Disney store, mm. and uh, I was talking about LARPing. Yeah. And I did a terrible job of explaining it because someone says, "Oh, so you're like the Michigan militia." <laughs> and I'm like, "No, no, no. We are we are the furthest thing from being like." The Michigan militia. <laughs> oh, it just that made my head hurt. Yeah, it was just <laughs> definitely, definitely not a thing. Um, and it is true that the the Critical World crew is professional, and that is part of their livelihood. And that is something else that kind of gets lost in a lot of that shuffle. Um, even a professional dungeon master. Yeah. Um, so someone that you get that you would pay to put on a game or that gets paid by a, a bar or a brewery to put on games or a game store um, is still someone that is very unlikely to be a full time. Right. And even with professional full time artists, there's so much variation in uh, quality yeah. that it can be really challenging to get that get over some of those expectations. Right. Well, and what we've seen too is, you know, uh, out of the, the, you know, six years ago or so when uh, uh, Fifth Edition came out, we had so many people doing, doing, you know, how to and explanation videos and stuff because people wanted to play it. All of a sudden, all of those people, you know, had 50,000 to 100,000 people watching them every week. And so they were like, well, I'd better start a game, you know? And so, you know, the dungeon dudes with the Dungeons of Drakenheim, uh, web DM plays, you know, all those, all those, those streamers all went, or all those YouTubers all started streaming because, you know, it's, it's what you've taught us how now show us how, you know, it was, it was there and viable. So, uh, that's, I will say that's how I decide which, well, how in the beginning I decided which D and D books I was going to buy. I would watch someone play, play whatever the module was, you know, if, uh, you know, secrets of salt marsh came out, I would go and look up groups and watch and see them play not for spoilers, but to just kind of get a feel for what, what was going on with, with said adventures. So. Hmm. I don't know. I ha- I'll admit I have done that for some of the Candlekeep adventures. Mm-hmm. I've um pull up the because they're all like short, almost one shots. Yeah. If I can catch people streaming it, I'll poke in just to listen to kind of like some of the choices they're making mm. to see what they're doing. Yeah. Um, one thing about Mar- oh, this is an interesting point I hadn't thought of. I also want to talk about accents at some point today because okay. that also came right. up as like how to combat the Matt Mercer effect is to you know be prepared with. But I air, air brings up an interesting point. One thing Matt Mercer did is made everyone want to be a DM. By the way, not play games. Mm. Look at how many people try to stream D and D and they run out of players, but not DMs. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right that that people kind of felt like I've got a story to tell, you know, <laughs> I, I can do this. And, and for that, 
total props. You know. So when do we see you? Uh, when when are you running your next game on stream? Cool. Uh, <laughs> it'll uh, so it'll be over on because I cannot. There's no way I could host, host and take care of chat and everything and and DM at the same time. So I have only, I've only run two games. I ran a superhero game and I ran a uh, shadow run game on my channel running the running the tech stuff and dming um but that was like yeah five or six years ago um and so i only dm when when someone else is handling the technology so that's the next time you'll see me is the next time someone wants me to dm and they'll do all the the button pushing all the but yeah all the all the other stuff <laughs> exactly which um my brain just doesn't work that way. I'm telling uh, you, man, a stream deck is the best investment I made. Yeah. Freaking yeah. best investment. Mm -hmm. um, definitely not. Well, and you know, it's interesting because I think there are a lot of people that find different, especially in the stream community, different mm -hmm. solutions to the problem of getting players to a table and feeling like um, it's going to work. And there's uh, some problems are very unique to the stream environment so yeah. things like camera issues or communication or the ability to um uh consistent attendance i mean yeah. it's one thing if, if if you drop a board game on the table because you know so and so didn't show up to the weekly D, &D game it's another thing when you've got people that are expecting a broadcast to go out and it's like oh uh we're short two important players tonight we don't right. have a backup plan um, and I've been really, really lucky on that front and that I found some amazing players. And it seems like following the Twitter of Indoor and Hype Goblin and others mm -hmm. is that um, there are some really good groups out there and some really dedicated players um, that do show up week to week. But they also have their like, well, so-and-so's having, you know, issues at home and they can't get on stream. So we're going to do this this week instead. Yep. Um, we'll see you guys next week with our regularly scheduled game. Yeah. And life absolutely does happen. And and you've 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 got to account for that when you're when you're you know planning on a broadcast thing. I I really thought it was kind of amazing, you know. You're looking at your dragon heist and you're like, okay, I need some alter alternates here because you know life happens. Mm -hmm. And so so like I said, Sunday you were like, hey, you want to play? And I'm like, tonight. <laughs> and you were like, yeah. And I'm like. Yes, sir. I said I would. Let's do this. You know. <laughs> yep. You so. were on deck, so we called you mm. in. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which I will say, the best part about that situation is I had not actually read Dragon Heist all the way through up till then. Mm. I've been going mm -hmm. chapter by chapter, and so scheduling, um, like scheduling out all the remaining episodes and who would be in them, and what had to happen in each of them, so I had my clear vision for that three-hour block of time. Right. really gave me a good position to have to kind of think it through um, and be very careful about how that was going to go. Um, maybe even one player, one GM for fun. One and two is a good side. I, I find for a stream game, the sweet spot is four players, one GM. Yep. I can manage the Zoom. I can usually tell when someone's being talked over. Um, I get a little nervous at five. And then for Dragon Heist's finale, we're going to have everybody there yeah which that'll be the crazy night but i'm not i'm not planning a lot 
right because it's the finale well and and the thing too is is particularly in a stream game you've only got so much spotlight time and i've i've found in streams when you hit that when you hit that five player you start having a lot less time in a three-hour session to give everybody the 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 spotlight for enough to keep them going because you'll end up with like you know three people go do one thing and two players are sitting there and because it's three people they each take 10 minutes oh my god that's a half an hour that's one sixth of the thing where you had two people just sitting on their butts you know so it for streaming yes definitely four and one you know is probably the primo uh, the sweet spot, as it were. The only downside mm. is when you lose a body, three is often like you have to be really careful with combat encounters with three PCs because yeah. um, yep. it's not a lot of people all of a sudden. Um, that's why I'm actually pretty likely to cancel a game and say I'll just play Wasteland or something for the night mm-hmm. so that there's yep. something on the channel. Uh, but but I was very lucky in in my Curse of Stride group was really good about being being present. The convergence has been freaking amazing about being yeah. present, um, and and that's another group too where it's like everyone has stuff to do. I would feel terrible playing without any one person because of how story driven it's all <laughs> in. Like, right, like having Sam miss a week isn't just a oh, are we going to survive the combat encounters because our artificer wasn't there? But like, there are some major relationships built at that table right now. Right, which it, Dragon Heist for the most part hasn't really gotten to that vibe, and that's okay, because mm. um, not every table has to have that deeply intense uh, character map ups. So you know it is what it is. Um, so beating the Matt Mercer effect, mm. how do we bring? How do we either bring the expectations down, or cheat our way towards the expectations? Because <laughs> I mean, being honest, I, I'm good. Mm. I know I'm good. But I good. Yeah. Yeah. I again the the big thing is is not to worry about it. If you get to the end of the night and people are sitting around talking, oh that was so sweet or whatever, and nobody wants to go home and they wanna come back next week, you're doing it right. You know, you don't, you don't, the, the expectations have been met. If you have someone at your table who's like, your voice was weak, your map is lame. I, that's not someone you want to play with. <laughs> I, I would be like, tell a good story. I, I'm like, I'm sorry, you're fired as a player. How <laughs> you do, you know, even if I was another player, I'd be like, whoop, time, you know, respect someone someone they're trying they're trying you know so so work on your feedback maybe uh if you if you're at a table and you're looking for that critical role experience and it's not happening you might have the wrong group you know uh and and there's no big deal with that move 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 along or look for others or yeah you know and I also think, too, if you want to have epic critical role moments and you're working with people that are um, amateur actors, mm. um, then give them some more prep time. Like, 
yeah. if you really know that you're you're going to have a character who's going to make a major speech of some kind, maybe give a hint to the player before the session, a couple of days out, to say, hey, um, I don't want to tell you what's going to happen at the session this week. But there's a pretty good chance your character is going to face a life or death decision and have an opportunity to say something to the party if they choose the death option before they die. Right. You might want to just kick a few things around in your head. Which, A, lets them prepare. B, will freak them the F out, and they will be so (laughs) pumped to come to the table. Right. Right. I I have said uh, before, particularly like in Monster Noir, because I don't want to give anything away, and that, that game has always been very improv heavy, but I will sometimes give hints or clues or something to prep up, prep about. Like, you're going to have a flashback tonight. So think up a flashback and whatever they feed, then then it's up to me to go, okay, how do I make this important to the story? And like I said, because that's an improv show, it's, it's, it's much easier to do. But, uh, but yeah, you could say, hey, you're going to have to give a speech to the court this coming week, you know, get your head on that because, uh, you know, we're broadcasting this and and I don't want to blindside you with now talk elegant, you know. (laughs) (laughs) My character is planning this in this way, just so you know, and can plan for it. Yeah, not a bad idea. Um, Things like that are good for the, especially if it's a bigger arc Mm -hmm. to let everyone kind of start to kind of get their head around some mini rehearsals. Um, I found in my, my week of crash course scene, my Vistani accent, yeah, which I recognize still sounds like old white guy from the Midwest trying to sound like he's from the Eastern Europe. Fine. Um, I did a lot of YouTube. I found mm. a lot of YouTube videos up both on accent and right. on, um, I also, I also dropped in on a crap ton of Eastern European Twitch streamers. There you go. Yeah. I spent a lot of time just hanging out, watching people play games I was marginally interested in, but they were from the right part of the world with the right accent I wanted to emulate. Yeah. And I made myself listen and start trying to replicate. Um, there's a story, allegedly, that when um, Summer Glau was preparing to do a scene for Firefly, yeah, she sat down with the actor who played Badger, whose name escapes me, yeah. and they had coffee. Right. And he just kept talking, and she just kept mimicking. And according <laughs> to him, it took her less than two hours to perfectly match his accent. Right. right. Um, which is like props to Glau for her ability to like just grab something and go. Right. But it it speaks um, to that need to say like you know that just it's the it's a practice piece. The trick mm-hmm. is to make sure you're exposing yourself to enough variation that mm. you can start to bring some of that that into the table like i like i always say my my dwarven accent is not a horrible uh rendition of of a scottish accent the scots have a horrible rendition of my dwarven accent see so i wish (laughs) see i wish i had more american accents down because i've always loved the idea of elves sounding like they're from brooklyn Ah, nice. You're gonna come in here and you're gonna disrespect our tree and then expect us, us, to give you magic? I don't think so. No, 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 no. You're gonna, you're gonna say you're sorry to the tree. <laughs> nice. 
Why are dwarves Scottish? I don't know. I somebody decided that's just like like every Roman, every Roman in every movie ever speaks flawless British. You know they. I did like. You're not wrong because in Star Wars, that's also like the default (laughs) imperial accent. Exactly. It's British. (laughs) Um, It's like that's how you know who the bad guys are. They have British accents. Uh, (laughs) That may have something to do with the fact that at one point the sun never set on the British Empire. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, and (laughs) quick Star Wars fact, the the actor who who is the physical embodiment of Darth Vader is Scottish. (laughs) So so out there, there has to be, you know, you know, an hour and a half of Darth Vader with a with a Scottish accent, you know, very, very, uh, you know. Oh yeah. You have failed me for the last time, you know. Um, so, elves are Irish, dwarves are Russian. Maybe there's just three dwarves in a quote. It's it's possible, absolutely, entirely possible. Um, Perfect. No, that's okay. That's Love okay. You guys. There's, there's no Darth Cobalt. Okay, I can see that. Um, I enjoy, I know many claim meta, I enjoy player-only chats for them to discuss some story elements, work out ideas that can be brought in a session. Yes. Yeah, Um, I was, it was really neat. Uh, This week at the Convergence, uh, Molly, barely Molly, who's one of our players, she's been with me for a while. Um, And, okay, tangent from the tangent. Mm. I met Molly through D&D Beyond. Now, oh. I've, I've posted like four ads on D&D Beyond looking for players for the stream games. And mm-hmm. I always say, please have some stream experience or some time on camera that I can look at as part of the, the casting process. Yeah. And you'd be amazed at how many people will say, well, I've never been on a stream, mm. but um, I, would, I would love to be in your game. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, what part of... Right. Anyway, um, and yes, D and D Beyond has a looking for group section. It's for looking for players, looking for GMs. It's one one sub forum. It's in their forums. Yeah. Um, there's like uh, guidelines for posting. Uh, you can post paid games or non paid games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I posted, and she got a hold of me, and it was one of those like we had given up finding a fourth player. Right. Uh, we had totally given up. It was just going to be Enceladusaurus, uh, mm-hmm. Tiffany, who was a personal friend, and Lenarius, right. who is another streamer. It was just going to be the three of them. We're going to be my candle keep crew. Right. Um, it worked for Charlie's Angels. It was going to work for us. Um, and uh, and then Molly like messaged me a week before we were supposed to start. And yeah. Or not even a week, like three days. And said, can I still get in? And I went, oh, geez, I don't know. Right. We're a little close here, but I guess, well, you know, can, can you do this? Can you do this? And she's like, I can do this. I can do this. Um, and... And we got her to the table, and it's, she has been, like, the best player I've had. Nice. Um, and many I – mean, granted, she's in very high company, mm. but um, she's been an amazing addition to the tables, and she's just the brutally honest I need when I need brutally honest. <laughs> like, I've pitched some ideas to the groups, and I could tell there was, like, well, we could maybe go there. And Molly's like, no, that makes me uncomfortable. Do not do that. Right, right. And I'm like, okay. Sold. Sweet. I needed that. Oh. Molly is great, but so is everyone else. They are great. I have. I am blessed with great players. Now, the reason I bring up Molly in this situation 
you and her made the stream cry we did when did we make the stream cry hmm I know we, we probably did. We've had some great times. Um, but she called at the Convergence last week. She called for a stop. Yeah. And she just said, wait a minute. As players, why are our characters doing this? Right. Like, what's going on here? What do we know? What are we trying to find out? What do we want? Where do we, where do, where makes sense for our characters to go? And yeah. like, kind of called for a big, like, table powwow put the minis away somebody get the pizza out we just need to like rethink our entire goal for the game and go meta for a minute yeah and, <laughs> and did uh, a really the... great job of like leading that conversation yeah um, and dr gear had mentioned earlier the he, he's he's the opposite of the hey prep for this player he's the he's the person who's contacting me during the week and i want to do this or can we say we did this or when we have that break can my character have you know type stuff so you gotta love you gotta love those players too where you're like you just give me give me give me give me give me give me and we'll we'll, we'll work in what we can and you know uh, uh, yes and yes maybe yes i'll try that you would know. be cool we should let that happen <laughs> the rule of cool at its finest mm -hmm. um, and i thank you ear i had forgotten about the conspiracy mm. and that was one uh without totally spoiling the scene but molly and i did collude mm. outside of the game as as dms do we yeah. wanted to create an, a situation where one of the players was put into a okay Slightly further backstory. Mm. Um, the party was in a domain of dread, mm. and the domain was tugging at all of their heartstrings yeah. and creating these really horrible emotional moments. And so I had wanted to set one of the PCs up for a really hard emotional decision. Yeah. Uh, pr pr predominantly the decision to settle down somewhere. Mm. Because Mir had this like hyper morbid fear mm. of. Of, of settling down and so molly like and I, commitment settling down all or just of like, settling down like okay 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 getting into a committed relationship getting, being in the committed like a, 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 having a, a lease on a house right. being locked in somewhere <laughs> um ear i appreciate you wanting to steer people at youtube i don't care i'm going to talk about it anyway um <laughs> because it's i won't i won't spoil the whole thing all right okay but if you want to see it, it is on YouTube. It's in the Kindle Keep Mystery section. Um, but so that was Mir's biggest fear. So Molly and I colluded to create a situation where she would like suddenly feel drawn to that level of commitment through the storyline. And so we we split the party because of the darkness. And then Molly shifted from playing um, her character to playing the shadow version of her character. Because we had planned what the sh what what Shadow Ember was going to do, right? And we didn't say a word to Jesse the entire time. <laughs> and so Molly is role playing as Ember, yeah, knowing that she's not really Ember. She's, yeah, she's part of the thing, and it was like it was just a brilliant scene. Molly was brilliant in it. Jesse just it was amazing how she played it and what she did with it and the choices she made. Um. And it was it was just all around an amazing experience for everybody. Um, let's see. Uh, I ear. I'm gonna have to bump you to VIP sometime other than now. 
because you should have access to posting links. I think, I think if I haven't learned it, if I can't trust you at this point on this channel, <laughs> I never stinking will. Um, and that's the kind of thing that, um, yeah, I should, I should be able to do that. Um, I can't find the link to just the playlist right now either. Um, but I'll make sure it, it's, it's there. We'll get you there. Um, so, so that's how that works out there. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, as you know, I'm looking at, I'm looking at things and right about now we have completely abandoned the, the Matt Mercer effect as far as topics go. <laughs> um, so I'm thinking that's a good sign that we should probably head home. Mm. Like it's, it's pretty much when we've driven the Matt Mercer, we've driven so far from the topic. We don't remember why we got together. <laughs> like that's the sign. It's time to call it a day. Um, as it were, um, what have you got coming up that's got you excited? Ooh, uh, well, uh, you see so much of mine is offline nowadays. I, I went from, I went from like five streamed games a week where, you know, I was, I was on cha a channel where I was getting paid to play, you know, that, that sort of extremeness to, to now, you know, I'm down to like three games and I'm, I'm, I'm offline. That reminds um, me of something I have to it. lament. Yeah. Keep okay. going, but I'll, um, I'll lament when it's my turn. So uh, I'll have my, um, well, hopefully Monster Noir is going to be starting up again over on Indoor Adventure soon. I will make an announcement here when we're good to go there. We're, we're still trying to get the cast back together after the, the we had uh, a member who couldn't get, uh, who was doing finals and the like final finals, like going to graduate from college kind of finals. So, yeah. And so we can't, we haven't gotten that back together yet, but um, uh, I've got my, uh, I got to give him a new name because Grognard right now is such a downer turn a uh, term on the internet and the Twitterverse. So uh, my, my old school game is going to be on Saturday, uh, not streamed, a lot of fun. Love those guys, but you guys can find me playing with toys, you know, uh, you know swinging axes and bows and, and whatnot uh, around on Wilder Myth Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, 10 ish because uh, it's Sunday morning and uh, that's that's the good place to find me right now and then here uh, every other Tuesday ish so that's it for me GB cool well um, for me I'm gonna be back uh, tomorrow night 7 p.m. Eastern we have our convergence game uh, I'm a little bit nervous because I'm not entirely sure what's going to happen at it <laughs> and this is like the first time now we're at the I don't know what to do for like three sessions. Right. I know what the next part of season one needs to have happen, but it's a it's a few sessions down the road still, I think. Mm -hmm. Um so I have lots of choices for where to go and what to do. Yeah. Um I'm also a little bit nervous. Somebody was supposed to have a map made for me mm. by last session. Oh. And I still haven't seen said map, and so I'm in a little bit of a rough spot. Um, I will also admit that when you do intend to offer your players an honorarium, you mm. should watch the calendar year. Mm. Uh, because part of our Kickstarter for the convergence was to provide that honorarium back to players. I have wrapped up all of my expenses finally. Like I know how much everything costs to ship and everything's done. Right. And as far as I know, everyone who backed and did a backer survey, and I've given them three months to do backer surveys, mm. I feel like I'm safe closing the door. Um, mm. I've shipped everything. 
Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, I forgot to send the honorariums to the players before the calendar year ended. Oh. So I have to pay taxes on the Kickstarter. Oh, 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 oh. I didn't think about that. And that's oh, that's on me. Yeah, I screwed yeah, that yeah, up. Yeah. And I'm I'm a full time I have a full time job. So I'm paying taxes on that Kickstarter at my usual rate. Right. Right. So oh. I'm not gonna get an honorarium out of it. Right, right, right. Oh. Because I didn't ship it out soon enough. So little things to think about. You might not consider that. I like the grumpy geezer group. <laughs> the G threes. Yeah, I know that's exactly what I was thinking, because that's perfect because when my phone is acting up, that's what I got at the top. Three G. Um <laughs> Ouch. So, yeah, Ouch. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to do a pub night this week, but I do intend to do uh, my, my coffee mornings, Saturday and Sunday. Mm. Um, the biggest compliment I got uh, was it was in the Discord group. The Tuesday after school started up again, which is mm. it's two days in a row and I'm not having morning coffee with Lantern. What's going on? <laughs> I'm like I'm back at my day job. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't like... I don't like it either. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, at least you see that retirement thing. I've, you know, I, I got. I know. I just got to get till June. I, I've um, got, you know, 16 years or something. Although, to be <laughs> fair, it's not a true retirement. I'm retiring right. from teaching and starting yes. a new career. Right. That's, right. that's the new plan. That's where we're going to go. All access. Thanks for coming by. Um, as we wind, wind, wind down the podcast, I mm. do want to do a little bit of end of stream housekeeping. Um, mm. Thank you for coming by. Thank you for the download. If you leave us a review, uh, whatever platform you listen to us on, um, it will help other people find this D&D content. You are always welcome to join us at twitch.tv slash Lantern Noir and join our very, as you, as you heard, lively chat. Um, I would also like to thank the members of the Inverse Genius Podcast Network for including us in their repertoire of podcasts and to our sponsors at SweetSteam.com. Um, if you go to SweetSteam.com and use the code STEAMNOIR, you get 5% off your purchase of amazing steampunk-themed chocolates. They have one that's shaped like an Hindenburg, and it's chocolate and cinnamon. So it's got a little spice to it, a little a little burning sensation. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. They also have chocolate, which is a dark chocolate <laughs> with sea salt and caramel. Right, right. Because you know, and, the, the and salt. Tentacles? Uh, the, the, it has the elder elder <laughs> god symbol on the chocolate itself. Perfect. Um, so, and then our parting thought for our podcast partners, Graybeard. Who? Uh, not everyone is Matt Mercer. You don't have to be Matt Mercer. Get out there, try, do the best you can. That's it's all anybody can ask. If you're having fun, they're having fun. You're doing it right. That is absolutely the way to do it. Um, thank you. We'll see you next time. Happy Hour at the Old Timer Tavern is a proud part of the Inverse Genius Network of Content. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving a review on your podcast platform of choice. They give valuable feedback for the hosts and help others find this amazing content.